You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Just in case you missed the last episode, Jose Pena shares how he growth hacked Instagram to get over 4 million highly engaged followers. Plus, he shares his secret on how he generated over 2,500 email leads from Instagram in less than 48 hours. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981, or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome everyone. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Matthew Pollard. Matthew is known as the rapid growth guy. He's a serial entrepreneur with $5 million plus startups under his belt. He's a published author, an international coach and consultant who just recently launched a book called The Introvert's Edge, which we'll talk a little bit about today. I met Matthew a couple of years ago through LinkedIn, of course. And I've been watching carefully, and you are definitely on my hot list to have on the podcast. So thanks for being here today, Matthew. Dennis, I'm really happy to be here, mate. I'm very happy to support your new show, and I'm really excited that somebody's dedicated a a whole podcast to talking about growth. Yeah, you know, it's been in my wheelhouse here for the last couple of years, and I've been sitting on it and sitting on it, and I realized that, you know, that's a huge mistake, so I finally decided to get off my butt and launch it. And I want to thank you as well as all the other guests that are putting some great content together. And I think the audience, the feedback just so far from some of the content, the audience has been very, very excited. So really happy that you joined me. And so to kind of set the stage a little bit, you've done a lot of different things during your career, but could you share with us a little bit about what your business does today? Yeah, sure. So, you know, you mentioned in my intro, I've been responsible for five multi-million dollar success stories. And I, I've done that in everything from telecommunications right through to nationally accredited education. And and kind of what I realized was that the reason for that success is, you know, while the I, I, th- I, I believe the business ideas were great, in truth, great business ideas don't make successful businesses. Great messages do, great understandings of niche marketing do, and great sales systems do. That's what makes and breaks a business. And what I realized is, most businesses focus on their functional skill and they kind of are the underdog because people that have lesser quality products, lesser quality services end up the ones with all the clients and doing well because they're the ones that focus on the on the branding, on you know, creating that unified message that excites and inspires people to want to know more about them, you know, targeting the niches and and focusing on those bulldog sales techniques, which me for an introvert, you know, just can't stand. But the what I decided to do is, you know, I at the end of the, my last business, I, I kind of traveled the world for a year. I spent three months in South America, three months in the US, met a girl, spent three months in, in Europe, 
made the decision that my heart was back with that girl. So, you know, I went back to the US for about three months and then I decided to move here. But uh, so now I, I live in the US. But during that journey, it was more of a soul search of what exactly is it that I want to do for the next part of my life? And the answer was what I made the decision to do was that I wanted to help service providers and uh, and small businesses obtain rapid growth by focusing on the skills that don't come naturally to them, the things that they may be unconsciously avoiding, but the things that are required to make a great six-figure income doing what they love. So, you know, I, I went to work building an online website, which, you know, to put it bluntly, while I had websites in my other businesses, you know, they were all bricks and mortar, telemarketing, you know, direct sales, you know, retail stores, that sort of thing. I mean, I didn't know how to change the word that to the word they on a website without, you know, driving over to my developer's office and saying, can you fix this? And so I, I learned online, I put together my strategies and, you know, within the space of about nine months, I was an internationally award-winning blogger. I was listed by Evan Carmichael as one of the most retweeted business coaches on Twitter. And, you know, I, I developed a really healthy, you know, business doing this. But predominantly what I do is I focus on just teaching people and helping them implement the strategies that they need that are outside the scope of their functional skill to not have to compete on price, to not be seen as a commodity, to help people understand the awesomeness of what they do, and then actually be able to get clients to sign up with them or to buy off them without having to be that bulldog salesperson or that hard closer, which anyone that's tried to do that, especially introverts, it just it doesn't feel congruent and it feels like we're bending ourselves in ways we don't want to do it, so we don't do it. And so there needed to be another way. So I spent a lot of time helping people overcome those barriers and just follow a natural step-by-step process that leads to a sale. Yeah, you know, and while I was reading your book, you know, it really, it really hit home with me because I didn't realize until recently, or maybe I just didn't internalize it, that I'm a bit of an introvert, right? I guess I'm an ambivert but leaning more towards an introvert, right? I'm definitely not an extrovert and almost anybody would tell you that. So when I realized your book had launched and I checked it out, it just made total sense because a lot of the stories and a lot of the things you talk about in that book were spot on. I mean, they were they really hit the mark. But before we dive into some of the book, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about that, you know, I've read and in my research, you know, you talk a lot about your rapid growth formula. Can you expand on that a little bit for me and for the audience and kind of fill in the blanks a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, the biggest concept there is, well, I I tend to see rapid growth as three primary elements. The first one is having a strong message that excites and inspires people to want to know more about you. Like we've all been to that networking event and people ask you what you do and you say, oh, I'm a yoga teacher or I'm a business coach or I'm a graphic designer. And people are like, oh, I know what that is. You're a commodity. I'll put you in that box. And by happenstance, they if they need a graphic designer, they may talk to you. But the first question they have is how much do you cost? But if you say you're a business coach and they don't want to talk to you, the first thing that, they, that comes out of their mouth is, oh, yeah, I had business coaching before and it doesn't work or it didn't work for me. And it just becomes awkward. And then you've got to kind of get around and go, no, but I'm different. You feel like you're shoving something down someone's throat. So coming up with a unified message that doesn't allow you to fit into that commodity box is, is really the first step in the process. The second step in the process is really understanding that speaking to everyone is speaking to no one. And I see all these businesses that, you know, they, I mean, let's be honest, when you start a business, any customer is a good customer. So you're trying to market and say, please, somebody work with me. The problem with that is that you have no testimonials, you have no you know, solidified business, 
And the people that you're speaking to have lots of options. So you're seen as a jack of all trades, just like everybody else. You're a gun for hire, just like everyone else. And because of that, they're going to pick someone with more experience. And a lot of times there's people out there with more experience that are willing to charge a cheaper price. So it's just not the formula for success. So finding a niche of willing to buy clients where you become a market of one, that's really the next key step to becoming successful in business. And and then obviously there's sales systemization. And you know, if you had spoken to me five years ago, and I'm ashamed to say this now, sales systemization to me was forget online business. I mean, online business is a joke. These are the people that are hiding behind laptops and are scared to actually speak to real people. And it's all about direct sales. Truthfully now, the people that are behind a laptop need to realize that eventually, or from time to time, you have to get on the phone and speak to people. So you have to know how to do inbound and outbound sales. The people that are in outbound sales need to learn a strategy because the bulldog sales techniques of the past do not work anymore or do not work as effectively. Plus, it's a horrible way to live. Get up hyped up on coffee or Red Bull and get on the phone, you know, hammering the phone every day. You know, it's important to learn a nice, relaxed sales process, but also embrace the online techniques that drive inbound callers to you every day so you don't have to do the hard yards anymore. So that's that's how I define it. It's three steps. It's differentiation, you know, niche marketing, and then sales systemization. And if a business has those three things, then it has the catalyst that's required to create a rapid growth business doing what people love. Perfect. So that leads right into the heart of where I wanted to get today, which is you know your book, The Introvert's Edge. You know, you talked about the third part of the system, which is sales systemization. And I told you, you know, my introvert, ambivert, you know, tendencies. So can you take a minute or two and talk a little bit about the book and why this is different than other sales books? Yeah, sure. I mean, there are some strategies that you can find in other books. I mean, actually, I was just I just posted on social media how excited I was because I remember, you know, the first book I ever listened to. And I say listen to because if you if you if we can talk about my story a little bit later, but you know, I, I grew up with a reading speed of a sixth grader. I was horribly introverted and I kind of fell into sales because I lost my job just before Christmas. And the only jobs that were hiring were commission only sales. And, you know, so I remember, well, I remember watching Zig Ziglar videos and other videos to try and, you know, to get myself to the, the place where I could, could sell and survive. And, you know, it was 93 doors before my first sale, but I grew to be the number one sales performer in the largest sales and marketing company in the Southern Hemisphere in about six weeks by watching YouTube videos at night and believing that sales was a process like any other. The, I was just, uh, you know, Zig, uh, Zig Ziglar was one of the videos I watched and, you know, Brian Tracy, The Psychology of Selling, was actually one of the first audiobooks I, I read. So, you know, of course, there are some, some elements out of a lot of people's literature that I really embraced in my sales process. But in truth, the introvert's edge, the reason why it's been endorsed by Harvard, by Princeton, by you know, Marshall Goldsmith, by Neil Patel, is it's so different to what everyone else is teaching. There's no, you won't find a bulldog technique in the book at all. You won't find any hard closing. It's just this natural step-by-step process that leads to a sale. And the first thing that we really tackle is that sales is a process. I mean, for introverts out there that are kind of seeing sales as this, you've got to have the gift of the gab and you've either got it or that you don't. And it, it really requires you to be this dynamic individual, which I can tell you that I'm not. You know, the first thing that we cover is you know, getting past that stigma and really helping people understand that if you succeed in sales, it's because you embrace the system. I mean, Brian Tracy talks about the fact that if the top 10, 10% of all sales performers have a system and introverts it tend to be gravitate to a system a lot more, but there's no books really written for them. And because of that, they keep reading these other sales books that really 
you know, highlight to them that they've got to embrace these bulldog techniques. So the introvert's edge really is a step-by-step process. It, t- it first helps you understand that it is a sales process uh, and not just a natural thing that you have to, you either have or you don't. And then secondly, through telling you stories of other individuals, it helps you embrace those techniques or those steps in the process that you need to follow. And, you know, if you do nothing more than put your sales process in the order that I suggest, you'll double your sales process. But if you embrace the process of telling great stories and, you know, all the elements that are in the book, you'll have an exponential growth as an introvert in the sales process. And it'll feel like a process just like anything else. We'll make it feel like you're in control of it as opposed to the sales process or the customer is in control of you. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So there were some really great stories in the book and they were stories, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of them from your clients that you've worked with over the years, you know, deploying this rapid growth formula, right? So could you tell me, share with the audience a couple of those stories, maybe one that really stands out where you were able to come in, help them, you know, with with this sales systemization and niching down and differentiation. And, you know, they were able to see some significant rapid growth. Yeah, sure. I, and this is going to sound like a bit of a curveball, but, you know, people come to me all the time and they're like, Matt, can you teach me how to sell better? Or can you show me the strategies for selling? And, you know, I, for the longest time I did that because honest to God, I, I actually thought the biggest reason for my success was my ability to sell. But in truth, there were two things that I was doing naturally that other people didn't do. And it took me a long time to realize that it was only when I started, you know, consulting with people that I was like, wow, they're not doing this stuff. And then I built my rapid growth system. So one of the one of the good examples, uh, most clear examples, is a client called Wendy. She was a language coach out of California, and she taught kids and adults how to. Well, she taught them Mandarin. And the problem that she was having is she had all of these other people coming into California, and they were also wanting to teach Mandarin. But she was charging fifty to eighty dollars an hour for private consultation. And these people were starting their businesses for the first time. They were willing to charge. 30 to $40 an hour, like a lot of people when they first start to get their first testimonials, to get a few referrals, to, you know, to start their business. Then, you know, she also had to deal with all this foreign competition. I mean, these days we live in a global marketplace and she had to deal with the fact that, you know, there were people in China willing to charge 10 to $15 an hour on Craigslist to do it. And other websites now offering, you teach me Mandarin, I'll teach you English and you don't have to pay at all. So she was losing current clients. She was she was struggling to get new clients and she came to me and she's like, Matt, how do I compete in this really crowded market where it seems to be a price conversation and that's about it? And I said, Wendy, what we want to do is we want to try to avoid the battle altogether. So what I did is I, I looked at all the clients that Wendy worked with and what I discovered is of the hundreds, if not thousands of clients that she worked with over the years, there were two people specifically and there was only two that she worked with with much more than just language consulting you know, she helped them understand these were executives being relocated across to China. And she helped them understand some really critical things to doing well in China. The first thing she helped them understand was this concept called Galaxy. Now, for people that are from the Western world, we hear Galaxy and we're like, oh, Matt's talking about outer space. But this is the Chinese word for rapport. I mean, Dennis, if, if I was going to try and sell you something today, you know, I would sit down and I would have a meeting with you. And if I was a really bad salesperson at the end of that, I would say, so do you want to move forward? And you would say something like, you know, yes, no, or everyone's favorite, let me think about it. And if you said, let me think about it, you know, I'd probably call you back a week later and ask you, you know, do you want to move forward? And if you still said you wanted to think about it, I know my chances of getting that sale are going down and down. Well, in China, they want to meet with you five or six times 
you know, perhaps over dinner, you know, in drinks. They probably want to see you drunk over karaoke once or twice before they even talk business. And the reason for that is they're not talking transactional 12 and 24 month deals like we do in, in the Western world. They're talking 50 to 100 year contracts. So for them, it's so much more important to understand the kind of person that they're doing business with outside just the terms of the contract. So she helped them understand that. She also helped them understand the difference between e-commerce in China and e-commerce in the Western world. And thirdly, she helped them understand the importance of respect. I mean, in China, learning the language is not enough. You have to reduce your accent or it's seen as disrespectful. I mean, it's the same as when somebody hands you a business card in China. And, you know, I just spoke recently at the, the Electrolux Summit where I spoke in front of 150 vice presidents of different departments for Electrolux in Bangkok. And when somebody hands you a card, the expectation is that you hold it, you cherish it, you appreciate all the detail on the front, flip it over, look at all the detail on the back before pulling out a card case, bowing slightly, putting it in your pocket. Anything less than that seen as disrespectful. What do we do in the Western world? We grab it, we throw it in our pocket, or we do what would be horrific in China is we write something on it and they see that and that you know that's just never doing business with someone in China. So Wendy helped them understand these things. And I said, Wendy, you're doing so much more for these people than just language tuition. What are you doing? She said, well, I'm just trying to you know, help them. And I said, yeah, but you're stuck in your functional skill. Is it fair to assume as a result of the help that you're giving these people, these people are going to be more successful in China? She said, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's why I'm doing it. I said, great. So why don't we call you the China success coach? And instead of teaching Mandarin, because that's what everybody's doing. And these days, apparently it's only $12 an hour. So why don't we focus just on these skills and why don't we create a China success intensive, which worked out to be a $30,000 five-week program. And she was so excited about this, but she's like, but Matt, who's my customer? And I said, well, think about it. Who would you say the customer is? And she's like, oh, well, obviously the executive. And I'm like, well, yeah, these people are terrified. I mean, I moved from Australia to the United States and people here speak the same language. And yet I was terrified. And these people are going to a place where, you know, it's a completely different culture and, and language. Of course, they're going to be freaking out, but that's not your customer. And she said, well, oh, okay, yeah, you mean the corporation? I'm like, well, yeah, because they've got sometimes tens of thousands, if not millions of dollars riding on this person being successful, but still not your customer. She's like, Matt, but who then? And I said, your ideal customer is your immigration attorney. See, these people constantly meeting with your ideal clients, and these people are, are then you know, giving them a visa and they're going to China. I said, they're your ideal clients. So she started approaching these people and saying, how would you like to make $3,000 for any successful introduction to the China success coach? So these people were ecstatic. I mean, they were charging five to $7,000, but after cost of getting the customer, all the bureaucracy they've got to go through, all the paperwork, they'd be lucky to make $3,000 of a client. So it was almost double their profit. They were like, well, what do I have to say? And we just simply instructed them to say, you know, simply, you know, when a customer gets their visa, you say, congratulations, you've now got your visa. Now, I just want to double check you're as ready as possible to be relocated across to China. And they'd say something like, well, yeah, you know, we've got our visa now. Thank you. We learn the language. The kids are getting pretty good at it too. We've got our place organized. I think we're good. And they'd say, no, there's a lot more to it than that. I think you need to speak to the China success coach. Wendy would then get on the phone to the easiest customer in the world. I mean, these people were terrified. The companies were motivated because they had a lot of money riding on it and it was recommended by their attorney. So as a, as a byproduct of that, these people were coming in pre-sold and Wendy then got on the, on the phone with the easiest sale in the world. And after she paid that commission, she made $27,000 with no requirement to really hard sell at all. So that's the power of having a strong unified message and an understanding of who your niche customer is. You know, for Wendy, you know, she looked at what the, the other things she did outside the scope of her functional skill, which everybody has unique experiences, unique customers, 
to qualify them to help a group. And for her, it was Galaxy, e-commerce and respect. And the higher level benefit of that was China success. For me, you know, I'm a business coach. I'm a branding expert. I'm a social media strategist. I'm a master in NLP. You know, I'm so many things. Nobody cares. But when I say I'm the rapid growth guy, it's that unified message, the simplicity of that message that gets me heard in a crowded marketplace. Once we have that and we understand our niche and we create packaging and pricing for that niche and strong stories that speak to our niche, like the Wendy story that I've just shared with you, then the sales process is easy. What you then need is just a step-by-step method that naturally leads to a, a sale that embraces strong stories that highlight why you're the only logical choice of person that they should work with. Yeah, you know, that that's fantastic. I'm sitting here literally looking at the notes that I took during, well, I actually listened to your book on Audible. I shared that with you. But uh, you know how you're able to do clips and bookmarks in the book. And I'm sitting here looking at some of the notes that I took while listening to the book. And what really stood out to me was, you know, I made a note here. It says, don't sell features and benefits. Tell a story and embed the solution within it. Can you take one minute and kind of expound on that a little bit? Well, sure. I mean, it's easy to explain because I just did it, didn't I? So one of the things I did, I've done hundreds of podcasts and Whenever I do them, occasionally I get somebody say, you know, how did that podcast go? And I said, oh, it went great. And they're like, well, I'm sorry I didn't get you a chance. I didn't give you a chance to promote your products and services. I said, what are you talking about? Of course you did. The story does that, right? So if you think about the Wendy story. Now, of course, my goal is to excite and inspire people to understand that they're three steps away from obtaining rapid growth, to educate people on the process of obtaining rapid growth. But a story is built for a couple of things. First, it's scientifically proven that when I embed information in a story, people retain 22 times more of it. So when you use story in selling, if you're competing with other people, they're going to remember not much of what anybody has said, but they'll remember a lot more of what you have said, which makes you the only logical choice. Secondly, a story, it also creates a natural rapport between the teller of the story and the listener. Since kids, since we were kids, You know, we hear a story and we're like, oh, story time. And our brain relaxes. We listen with our emotional mind and we develop a relationship with the teller of the story. But next, it sidesteps any objections that people have. It doesn't, if I tell you a benefit, you decide in your logical mind whether it applies to you or whether it doesn't. If I tell you a story, you can't disagree with that person's experience. I mean, that's that person's experience. When we hear a story with our emotional mind, we relax, we listen to it, and we then hear the moral. Now, the moral of the story is, wow, I need to do this and I need to focus on this. But it also seeds your credibility because this is a customer success story. So it embeds to the customer that you're the only logical choice to do that with because the proof's in the pudding and you've already provided that proof. Yeah, exactly. You know, one a mentor of mine shared the same sort of concept with me years and years ago, and it was a huge breakthrough. And it's that old saying, facts tell, but stories sell. And so, you know, your book and a lot of the strategies and the stories you talk about in the book really, really, again, it hit home with me. So love it, love it, love it. So, you know, what's your, we're going to shift a little bit and then we're getting close to wrapping up here, but what is your favorite growth tool or software that you use? Well, I think one of the most important things that I love about online, and I think one of the things that I'm, you know, I I just did a podcast with Mike Dillard and he was like, dude, you're everywhere online. And you can't do that unless you use some automation. So some of the people that are listening, you know, their question is going to be, yeah, but if you use automation on social, you get penalized. Yeah, but let's think about it. You're not going to have the time to post three, four, five times a day. And, you know, it just doesn't happen that way. 
So, you know, I see people that sometimes they post eight times in a day, other times they don't post at all. So what I like to do is I, I like to consider online social posting like any form of marketing, right? You have branding campaigns and then you have, you know, special moment campaigns, if you like. So the branding campaigns, I like to use a tool called CoSchedule. So what I do is I put in videos, I put in images, I put in blog posts. They're all aligned with this rapid growth concept. And the reason why I do that is that way, two to three times a day, I'm always putting out new content that people are engaging with. And, you know, there are videos that get, you know, a thousand, two thousand views. And I don't have to think twice about it. And I make sure that that's all perfect. This is what's called branding because I'm constantly engaging with my audience with great content. Now, of course, it's slightly penalized because you're using a social posting tool, but I wouldn't do it otherwise. I mean, I wouldn't be, I'd be on the podcast with you and then I've got a bunch of phone calls after this. I'm not going to have time to do the social posting and I don't want to hire a social media team because that's not coming from me. So what I use is I use a social posting tool that's constantly sharing great content with my audience. And then I post things that I'm excited about. Like, you know, my book is in between Brian Tracy and and Zig Ziglar, two of my mentors growing up as, you know, a bestseller on Audible right now. And I'm really excited about that. So I share that or I, you know, I'm walking down the park and I have an idea and, you know, you're great at this as well. And I share an idea and I do it naturally and organically, right? And I do it natively to a specific platform. But I've got to have some form of automation to make sure that I'm constantly messaging so that I don't drop the ball on any one day week because, you know, it happens all the time. And I've seen people that say, no, it's important to do it organically, you know, do it natively to the platform, but then they don't do it and their business doesn't grow. So one of the things, you know, Mike Dillard's, you know, really saw in what I did is what I'm well, really well known for is, as I said, I didn't know how to change the word that to the word they on a website. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm most retweeted business coach on Twitter. I'm, you know, winning all these blogging awards and, and got a really healthy business. But what I realized is, I mean, I was book solid for clients three to six months in advance. And, you know, I promised myself I'd only work with four to six clients a month. And I ended up working with 10 to 12 because, you know, people had great stories. Like I'm not going to be in business in three or six months. You know, I've got this big project that I've got to win. I need your help now. So I'd work with all these additional clients and I was like, man, I need to go away and I, I need to create, you know, an online academy. And then, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, I, I didn't want to spend two weekends doing it because I think the average cancellation rate in online academies is like 30 to 40%. And I was like, I got 155 star reviews and not a single one less than that. I'm not launching something that doesn't deliver results or it's going to kill my coaching business. So I wanted to go away and really do that. I've got all these, you know, my keynote presentation, I talk about the fact that I'm an introvert and I sell and there's no book written for that. So I'm like, this has to be written. So I disappeared really. I didn't produce a single piece of content since October, 2014, up until about five months ago. And, you know, when I relaunched my website, you know, finally got the book out and published, launched, you know, the Academy and did all these wonderful things that finally, you know, I saw to fruition, but the automation that I used continually rapidly grew my business, even though I was spending, you know, less than half an hour a week doing any form of marketing activity. And, you know, that's sort of something that astounded people because they're always creating that next podcast episode, that next blog post, and they're always in the doing, but then they post it on social media and next, you know, 10 minutes later, it's gone and nobody looked at it and they, don't, they just need to embrace these tools. So there's a couple of them. Meet Edgar is fantastic, but it doesn't do video. Social Bee is another great one, but it doesn't post on Instagram and CoSchedule is the one that I now use because it does everything. Perfect. Well, listen, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for today, Matthew. How about you let everybody know how they can connect with you and most importantly, how they can get a copy of your book, The Introvert's Edge? Yeah, sure. So, and thank you for asking. So 
I think that probably the first thing, because I talked about the Wendy story and the first question people have is, Matt, you know, how do I go about creating, getting that unified message and discovering my niche? So if people go to matthewpollard.com forward slash growth, they can actually download a five-step, well, it's a five-step template that I've used. You know, I used this at the National Freelance Conference recently in front of 200 people. And by the time I was done, 97% of the room said they've got a message they're really excited about, they think will help get more customers. Now, the side note is that I told them to keep their hands up if this was the most time that they'd ever spent on marketing in their business. It was 45 minutes and about 85% of the room kept their hands up. So the trick is, this has been proven and I've had people from that conference come back to me and say they've doubled their business. It works amazingly as long as you do it. So go to matthewpollard.com forward slash growth, download that template and dedicate two hours to doing that. And the book, you can go to the introvertsedge.com and, and download the first chapter. And I, you know, I would love to hear what you think about it. You'll see a really cool teaser video there with some really great endorsements from people like Brian Tracy, from people like the founder of Billion Dollar Brand, Ugg Boots. And then, yeah, go to Amazon, go into your local Barnes & Noble or, you know, small bookstore. I'm a big fan of supporting local small businesses. Pick up a copy and, you know, send it, you know, post you with the book and let me see it and let, tell me how, how it helped you. And, you know, there's some great bonuses in there where I actually provide a lot of great mentorship with me actually giving up my time to be able to help people as they're going through applying the strategies in that book. So definitely check it out at theintrovertsedge.com. Well, I truly appreciate you coming on the show today. Congratulations on the book. I love it. And I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. I look forward to it, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.